Good morning. How are we today? It is Sunday. So I'm in my dressing gown at this, for many, strange hour. For me, normal hour. No matter what I do, I'm up at this time. If anyone's in joining me at this weird hour on a Sunday morning, give me a hello. Let me know you're as weird as me. And um, yeah, come in, say hi. So topic today is about menopause, hot flushes, the intriguing um, findings that of lower frequencies of hot flushes in Japan and what this means for us, protein. I say us, I'm very grateful that I don't have, I will never experience the menopause. And I will admit that men have it a lot easier than women. There you go. And not to compare yourself sometimes. So many times, like, you know, one of the ladies will start on our kickstart and they're like, oh, I lost two pounds this week. Or I lost a pound this week. Or I lost three pounds this week. But my husband, he lost seven. And all he did was change his evening meal. That's not fair. Now, women will generally fluctuate more than men on a daily basis anyway. And also consider that men are generally bigger. So they might have a lot more to lose. Just consider that. Um, anyway, putting that aside, um, let's look at what the research shows because obviously I'm not going to speak from personal experience with this. I can speak from my coaching experience and I can say that despite a lack of research in this area, um, people have found, in terms of hot flushes first, I'm going to speak about, um, some of the ladies have said they've, they've seen stuff about like flax seeds and, and seeds and stuff and despite there being no, in, no research on it, they've said that their um, hot flush is actually reduced. However, they were then having stomach cramps and stomach issues. So it was almost like a way up, toss up between you know, which one is worse. Now, the research, when I when you look into that, the researchers were quite intrigued with lower frequencies of hot flushes in Japan. And obviously, this is an important thing because if hot flushes keep you up at night, you then got less energy, you're sleeping worse, you're then going to make worse decisions the next day. Like even one poor night's sleep, you might burn less calories, 20% in fact. You might eat more because you're tired. We perceive foods as more rewarding than they actually are. So there's all these things that we need to consider with this. So what the research found was consuming two or more soy products a day. Now, obviously, I, I know... So I work with some people who've had like breast cancer, stuff like that. You will need to obviously check with any medications you're taking, etc. Um, this is just reading from the research. Um, two or more soya products a day, such as tofu, milk or yogurt, reduced hot flushes by 26%. Now, that is quite exciting. They also find, though, that generally, um, if you look in Japan, they also eat lots of oily fish. Now, oily fish can also come with vitamin E as well. Not to mention that oily fish, omega-3, is very absorbable from oily fish compared to, say, seeds. Um, not that seeds are bad, for example, but vitamin E is good for your skin. So vitamin E supplementation might be a thing you could look at as well. You would also do get it from nuts and seeds, um, but also oily fish... Uh, will contain it in there too, or omega-3. Um, also avoiding caffeine, spices um, as, as well, um, especially caffeine in the evening, of course. I generally have a cutoff of 4pm. Um, but So they're, they're the things there. Now, there is another thing that could help with your sleep, 
And that's actually having carbs closer to bedtime. So with your evening meal, I don't mean like right up to bed. So having carbs in the evening may actually help with that. So that could be something to look at as well. So um, that that's kind of where that is. And, and I know you might think, oh, if I have carbs in the evening, won't that mean that I just store it all as fat? Now, that's not true. It's actually that your overall calories are king. So you've just got to do you. Like for me, I like to have actually carbs in the evening because it gives me more flexibility with what we're having as a family meal in the evening. And there's a lot of psychosocial benefits of that because if we're eating out or we get, or we're having like a family meal or whatever, you know, I don't want to go, oh, I can't eat that, can't eat that, can't eat this. I just don't think it's a very positive thing, especially around kids in today's day and age who are bombarded by Instagram, Insta-famous booties and all sorts, um, selling shakes and detox teas and all sorts of stuff anyway i've got all that to come with two daughters uh so going back into this a bit more though what's the principles around this time so although it will feel harder and i get it it will feel harder the principles stay the same so calorie deficit to lose body fat now if i put this into perspective like if you think about perimenopause menopause postmenopause it's actually a large proportion of someone's life now, it will feel a lot harder to achieve your results at this time compared to maybe years ago. And I think even if you just read, listen to that point and note that point, am I comparing myself to before when I was, was different? Like, let's face it, like men go through puberty, they're pretty much done. <laughs> Women, a lot more goes on. So you've got to firstly consider that there will be fluctuations in the scale. And if and if you don't consider that the, the scales could fluctuate four pounds a day, then you might just be essentially shooting yourself in the foot a little bit too quickly and actually not getting the results that you actually deserve because you stop or retaliate, react to a to a scale fluctuation going up when it could be water, could be hormonal changes, etc. Now, what the research shows is, um, so they did one research study, 60 to 90 year olds, they gave them... Um, Adequate protein intake, and this was on average in the study was 72 grams um, or 1.1 grams of protein eaten for every kilogram of their body weight. So if you weigh 80 kilos, you would eat like 1.8, um, sorry, 80 point, 88 kilos, 80.8 kilos, 80.8 kilos, uh, grams, sorry, 80.8 grams of protein. So and this, this improves muscle strength and performance of the muscle which obviously then is a good indicator to reduce your risk of fractures, falls, which we know are a big, big thing with aging, not to mention sarcopenia as well, which is muscle loss with age. And obviously with everything going on at the moment, I know I've had quite a few messages about you know, people actually just saying, I'm, you know, I need to do something now because I'm actually worried about going into a care home. So resistance exercise and anaerobic exercise, so a combination, reduced blood pressure and markers of cardiovascular disease and inflammation in postmenopausal women. So there was actually a 12% reduction in their arterial blood pressure in just eight weeks, which is amazing, right? When you think how think how like accessible exercise actually is. I know it's hard to motivate yourself to do it, and that's kind of why we do what we do. But at the same time, look at those results. 12% reduction in eight weeks. It's crazy. Uh, one year of resistance exercise. This was in postmenopausal women, reduced waist circumference, weight, and bad cholesterol. But at the end of the day, a calorie deficit is still 
needed to lose fat. And the easiest way to stick to this from a physiological point of view is making sure you get enough protein in. That's going to help with risk of falls, fractures, bone density, getting fiber in. Fiber is going to help with cholesterol, with keeping you full up again and getting exercise in. So you're creating that stimulus to say to the muscle, I still need you. Hang in there with me and I can stay strong for longer because they've shown in research that it is a case of use it or lose it. You've got studies in 90-year-olds, 91-year-olds who are putting on muscle. So the body's still capable of doing it with adequate nutrients, adequate stimulus, whether that's training, whether that's the nutrition. So I hope that helps. And any questions on that, do let me know. That was a quick kind of whiz through. Have a good Sunday. I hope you are doing something nice. We are off to the farm in today's new world normal. But all good. Hopefully you can feed the animals still because the kids used to love that. Not sure you can though. Not sure how legit that is. We'll see. Anyway, take care. Have a good day and speak soon.